Arboria. Welcome to Yeah, But. Uh, it is the a fun evening time. It's been a long day at the day job, but I am incredibly excited uh, because I get to talk to someone that I have long looked up to, enjoyed on the internet, uh, got to meet in person at DragCon once because DragCon was a thing. I guess it is again now. Anyway, everyone, welcome to the podcast. The artist formerly known as, conveniently still known as because it's too much work to change things on the internet. Everyone, welcome Helvetica. Hello, hello. It's me. Hello. How's it going? Oh, <laughs> uh, pretty well. Not not too bad. Like you said, it, it, it was a long, a long work day, but you know, I'm pretty relaxed now. I have a decaf coffee. So nice. Yeah. I may or may not have stopped for a Dr. Pepper that's going to bite me in the ass. Uh, no, I have to be careful. On, but... <laughs> I have to be careful. But I mean, it's it's not that late and it's a decaf coffee. I'm... <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, okay. caffeine doesn't do much to me anymore. I did go out the other night and got a little drunk. Um, I went out on Saturday night and got drunk and it literally just hit me like midday today. Like not the like drunkness of it, but like the oh the, the hangover. hangover. Yeah, I did not I, well, get the hangover the next morning. I was totally fine, and then it hit while I was at work, and I was like, "What is?" I didn't happening? know it. I didn't even know it could work that way. I've, I didn't like, either. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not much of a drinker, and I never have been because mm-hmm. I get really, really bad hangovers. Um, mm. like I'm throwing up at the club before, <laughs> like you know, like like if I start drinking, say I'd say within four hours, I'm throwing up. But um, so a lot of people have like suspected that I might have some kind of like allergy. Um, Possibly. uh, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I I just have like also a really sensitive stomach and I'm just very fragile in general. So, yeah. So are you are you one of the chosen people? Are you Jewish like me and and everything hurts your stomach? (laughs) So I'm not Jewish, but I get people think I'm Jewish a lot. Um, Yeah. and, And I think it's well, a lot of my friends are Jewish and like I've always kind of surrounded myself with like with <laughs> Jewish people but it's just my personality because I'm like I have a lot of like stereotypical like Jewish traits, you're cynical and you like to complain a lot yeah I'm like neurotic <laughs> and like cynical and like yeah so I have always gotten along with people who are like that mm-hmm. and sometimes I wonder if it's like the way your mother acts kind of mm. makes you a certain way and I feel like I have a similar mother to a lot of the Jewish friends that I have that's fair um yeah um but no i mean also sometimes my, my nose is a little bit like you have a much have a better bit, uh, nose than i but my, my nose well, is like the, the thing that i am most self-conscious about but i like my nose but um it is crooked like not just the bump i like the bump but it's actually like it curves pretty significantly mm-hmm. in one direction so which i didn't know until i started doing drag 
and then you draw that white line down the center and you're like oh <laughs> mine right. doesn't look crooked but there's that's that uh spot on right on the bridge where most people have a bump it it's flat on the top but the sides curve out uh-huh. and so when i'm painting it it like catches eyeshadow in a weird way so like the center i have to be so careful because the center of my nose will get really dark and everything else won't be anywhere near it's uh, if I could do anything, I would get a nose job just to make it easier to paint my nose. I would be so like I would I would kill for my nose to be straight, but mm. exactly the same. That's fair. Like just because when I like when I do makeup, it has to be I pretty much just highlight the tip a lot and then ignore the rest because if I do any kind of <laughs> any kind of makeup on the sides, any dark on the sides mm-hmm. will just completely draw attention to how crooked it is and, and it just mm. it's like a swoop to one side. Um, but, I mean, Trixie gets yeah. away with it. So Oof, does she? I don't know. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I'm being I'm being like shady already. It's all do right. It, I know, do it. Do it's it. It's all right. I know. I know Trixie, but I do feel like Trixie, her her nose contour is the thing that she just does not work on. <laughs> she she just, it's like everything over the years has improved and improved and looks so good, and her nose is just always just that one line <laughs> i feel like we all have that like one thing that we've just kind of given up on trying to figure out like yeah. i cannot figure out my lips and they are different every single time i get into drag and i'm just like you know what it is what it is they'll just they do what they want to do yeah i used to have so much fun with lips before i did bearded drag and then once you do bearded drag there's so little there's no opportunity for you know anything with lips <laughs> like it just it's they're just hidden I, and I'm, I, I was one of the bearded queens where I would, I would like shave up a lot and it would mm. make my, my mustache kind of look weird. Like day yeah. to day, there's a lot of extra space like above my lip, but. You it's kinda, like the more want... mask version of like the gays that overly pluck their eyebrows so that they don't have to cover them. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just, it just made me, I don't know. It, it, if you can expose the whole lip, it makes your like bearded drag look a lot more feminine. Mm. Like so many bearded drag queens, like their top lip is just invisible and yeah. it it really masculinizes the face mm-hmm. which sounds stupid right because i'm t- you know like i have a like when you have a beard but it you can look feminine with a beard yeah like you, abs- re- you oh, really absolutely. can yeah i mean if people think that's not true they should look at um matthew anderson did a lot of very feminine looks speaking w- of while where is matthew beard. anderson i've stopped asking that question because yeah. i'm scared of the answer i know i, I know but I'm I, speak, truly I, scared I feel of like the i feel like if he died knock on wood like no but um we would know right we would i, I think so i feel like I it feel would like be someone would say something someone would say something i i feel like i don't know i've i heard stuff for years that he's like sick i'm like you know i don't know but um that was a while ago yeah speaking of you know. speaking of bearded drag queens that just drop off the face of the planet do you remember clitorica brown we okay so like I know Clitorica well, right? Like, like we both started doing drag in Baltimore. Okay. So, so, okay. So like, and I, so I knew her very well. We used to talk like every day and then she quit drag and quit social media. So she just, she really did drop off everything right as her career was like, like peaking. It was like going up. It looked like she was going to have like a significant career. Yeah, she was um, my favorite Instagram account. I would like daily, I would be like, where's where's her paint? Where's her paint? At I the time she it. was, at the time she was like very, very cutting edge, right? Yeah. If you go back and look at her stuff now, I, well, now it's, things have gone insane. People I mean, like, fair. like 
15 year olds are like <laughs> these like brilliant makeup artists and but she uh, was kind of the, fir- the first person that was doing that like uh color blocking all over her face and instead of using uh traditional contouring techniques was contouring with different colors and yeah she, she, she was doing a lot of like really interesting blending kind of things mm-hmm. um I have some, so I have some like background on all that. I mean, I know at the time her boyfriend worked at Mac and she was getting a lot of like free makeup. Mm. Um, but yeah, we both lived I in mean, Baltimore. She was, she was probably about like six or maybe seven or eight years older than me. So she was probably mm. like when I knew her back when I was like 20, like three twenty four. she was probably the age I am now. Um, and, you know, she had a very like, she had a job that I know she had to keep drag like secret from i think mm. it was like government or something i don't know what Ooh, fancy. but she, she was very she was like very careful about her socials not like coming i think you know like instagram still exists i don't think it's still there but it's like it. completely dead from 2015 yeah. or t- even earlier wait i'm which is like seven right years ago I, find it. I think it's clitorica brown with an e yeah i'm trying i don't wait Wait, how do you spell it? Is it with a K yeah, or it's, a C? It's oh, it's it's K. It's K L I T O R I K A. Oh, there it is. Brown there with an is. E at the end. Yeah. Yeah, she had like 5500 followers. Her last post was September 19th, 2015. Oh, she has 5500, that's it. I mean, but that, you also but that was a, think about at the, no, no, no. That was a lot. No, I know. At the time that like I remember thinking that she had a ton of followers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, she actually Instagram is a very different monster now than it was. <laughs> I I remember I remember people like back. People were like amazed that like Bible Girl hit 10k. That was like wow, mm-hmm. you have 10,000 followers. Now that's like the minimum to be booked. So something. okay, so sorry, I'm <laughs> scrolling through this now. We've totally just derailed the entire podcast to be about her now, but. Uh, she did, you know how there was that trend going around for a while with makeup of doing the negative. She started that. She's the first one I've ever seen who did that. Yeah. February 1st, 2015. It's brilliant. Oh, I remember. I used to, I remember I had, I had notifications on or something for her posts and I would look at them immediately. Actually, I don't even know if Instagram notifications existed, but, um, like based on individual posts, but, uh, Latorica Brown, if you're listening, uh, please write in and tell us that you're okay. <laughs> and if yeah, you're not okay, um, signal us. <laughs> I mean, I probably should like give away personal information. I think she moved back to New York. That's so I think she's probably around you somewhere if you're still there. I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, because I heard I gets like, you I, and it sucks you in. Right. Cause you you didn't move there that long ago. I remember, were you in Seattle or were I you was in Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Because you were in New York. I was in New York and then I left. I moved here because when I moved here, we had actually talked about starting a show together. And I was already kind of like one foot in the grave drag wise, I think. So like it just never happened because I never, I mean, I was also not much of a performer anyway. So I probably probably led with that. (laughs) I mean, but it's also New York and you could like get away with not doing any numbers and just wandering around as a drag queen, just hosting and having. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what like, I did in Brooklyn. People for drink years. more. Oh, I did, I used to do that in Brooklyn. Um, I just went out and just in drag mm-hmm. for fun when I was younger, and I did I did do a few shows, but like I mostly would only ever perform outside of the city if somebody asked me to because I felt like less pressure. So yeah. I would go, like go to like smaller towns and stuff like upstate. Oh and yeah, I just like yeah. So did just, you? So you grew up, wait, let me see if I know this, because I feel like I know this. 
you grew up in Newfoundland, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. First 20 years of my life. There's not many of us people who grew it's, up there. It's not something I know anything about other than there's a dog breed from there. Yeah. <laughs> and well, literally all I know. Technically all breeds of Labradors are also from there. Um, but you know, there's uh the name Newfoundland was already taken. Newfoundland dogs are like the really big ones. Mm-hmm, the big um, fluffy ones. Yeah. But all like labs, you know, like black labs, those are all technically from Newfoundland. I don't even really know what it means for a dog to be from somewhere exactly. It means that, I guess it means they uh, decided that they needed something specific from that dog. And they were like, we're going to breed it and yeah, well, modify it. <laughs> um, there, there is a famous, this is really off topic. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. But there is a famous type of dog or like a, not a famous dog, but it's actually a little known dog, but from, from Newfoundland that is now extinct called the St. John's water dog. Um, and they were bred, I believe to be like, something to do with fishing because everything in new are they similar fishing, to they, a portuguese water dog i don't know what that is but they have like webbed feet they're like i, I think so but i also think that the i also think the newfoundland dogs have webbed feet i'm Ooh, not I sure didn't know that. they're so big it seems like they wouldn't swim well but maybe they do <laughs> they're almost like a bear like they're they're mm-hmm. very yeah yeah they're, they're wonderful huge. i love yeah, they, they're dog. very cute but they're they're just like so big i don't know who can like I just wouldn't be able to control it. And I don't know like, yeah. where you must live in a big like house somewhere, not having that Absol- in an apartment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like one of those like English manor house. We have millions of dollars here. We have a giant no. dog <laughs> that poses yeah, yeah. in portraits with us. So I don't know so why you was it, famous for dogs, but what yeah. was it like growing up there? Because it seems fairly isolated. It's pretty, I think it's pretty isolated. Newfoundlanders will tell you that it's like the best place on earth. Um, I felt that it was a really good place for like my childhood. Like I was mm. really happy there until I was like 11 or 12, you know, mm. it's very, it's very like safe. So I was like, you know, outside playing with friends and like the woods with sticks and stuff, whatever, pretending to be like Dragon Ball Z characters or whatever I used to do. <laughs> and then um, once I hit like, once I, once I realized I was gay, then it became mm. less fun. And then um once like the whole like you know teenage kind of stuff hit and I started getting interests that weren't like I, I couldn't do that much stuff there I, I remember really really like dying I would if someday I could go to like a metal show or if I could go to a comic con and there was just nothing like you know there's no I don't think I like well my first concert like finally someone came to Newfoundland I think it was like 16 and I saw Feist I don't even know that band. It's a, so You're it's just have a, to like school. Yeah, me yeah, yeah. On, Some people know if I, you probably remember her from the one, two, three, four song from the Apple iPod ads from like 2007, oh my 2008. Yeah. Um, okay. She blew up from that. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, which is like her worst song. You know, like she actually has a lot, but she released an album around the time called The Reminder, which was like, it's still, it holds up. It's so good. Mm. And I actually saw a post on Twitter this week saying it was 15 years old. And I'm like, wow. Cause it's, yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago to me, but I, it, mm-hmm. it was, it was definitely like 26, uh, 2006 or something like that. But um, yeah, I, like, so, so it was really isolated. I wanted to get out pretty much as soon as I could. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's but, completely but, yeah, fair. But childhood was great. Like I had a really good childhood actually. And then teenage years, I, I, I completely just went online and just became terminally online before social media, mostly. But like, I used to have a, I had a web comic that I worked on every day after school. Like, that's what I would do with my time. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Web you've comics. Got, you know, oh my god. Yeah. They were that huge just at the took time. me back. Web comics yeah, was... and things like Homestar Runner. Oh I yeah, I love Homestar Runner. I was trying to explain Homestar Runner to a Gen Zer the other day, and they were like, what? "They're not gonna like it." What is that? No. I don't get it. And I was like, "We didn't have YouTube. This is what we had." <laughs> like, yeah, Flash. We had, yeah. we had. Yeah, it was a Flash website, and we had still, to there was deal a... with Strong Bad talking about <laughs> Japanese cartoons. Like, give there us was a, break. a new. There was a new Strong Bad email on April first of this. This Wait, year, what? like this month. Yeah, yeah. There's a new one. It's on YouTube, I think. Oh my god, I need to go watch it. Yeah, and it, you know what's fine. I mean, it's like it was, I definitely liked it more when I was a kid. I, I remember I loved like uh, the created by Teen what, Girl the, Squad. Teen Girl Squad. <laughs> oh god, there's a. <laughs> this is another. This is a tangent. You probably don't know about this because it's big Canadian drama. Okay. But there was a queen in Toronto who was recently. I, I don't want to say canceled because it was worse than that. Uh, but she was like incu- accused of like a lot of like like sexual assault and stuff. <laughs> but uh, but her name That's was uh, the uh, her name was the ugly one, <laughs> and it was based oh, off of no. uh, it was based off of that. Yep. Um, yeah, I didn't really know her. <laughs> I, um, I think we followed each other on social media, and as soon as all that stuff came, I went and unfollowed her on everything. <laughs> but like we didn't even I don't even think we I think we did meet one time, but like mm. not really, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what it reminds me of now. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. But, well, for yeah. for everyone out there that hasn't seen Homestar Runner, um, just go look it up. You'll yeah. either really, really, truly love it, or you'll watch half of one video and be like, "Does uh, the website still oh, okay. exist?" It does. Like, can it? I can it, it run? Did, did they? They must have changed something because I'm they pretty sure nothing have. supports Flash anymore. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like they I, must have changed it to JavaScript or something. But like, mm. I pulled up the website; everything's still there. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember everything. I remember everything about it. I also remember that the strong bad emails were like way better than everything else on the site. So like yes. they had longer shorts, but like they they were fine, mm-hmm. but they were not. They were nothing like the only the one quality. that I remember other than the strong bad emails is the fluffy puff marshmallow commercial. I like their commercials. So they did quotable. good commercials because mm-hmm. they well a lot of Homestar Runner was parody. Yeah, and, and like I remember them parodying like uh, GI Joe. They had a whole like mm-hmm. GI Joe line of. And and uh, a lot of like toy kind of things like that. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember like they had this way of like making words sound funny. And as a kid, you think that's so like that's so hilarious. And- I remember the toy was like cheap as free is what they called it. And I yep. thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the things we did before we had social media. Oh yeah, I used to show it all my friends like come over on my mm-hmm. fucking, like big like desktop computer with the you know oh yeah come over watch homestar runner me and when we were all like so poor that we would like all buy different video games so, and then just like spend time at each other's houses yeah bring your controller yeah yep yeah oh joy that's why i loved that yeah. was like that made everything that's why i loved gamecube so because because you could hold mm. it like a purse and bring it to your friend's place it was so small it was you know had the little the mini it was the gay boys the gay yeah boys. well didn't paris hilton like carry one and some like I have no carpet idea. So i think i think there's a photo of paris hilton holding a gamecube as a purse i love that yeah so how did drag become a part of this how um did, how did you go from newfoundland to drag yeah, I think I have a pretty like standard boring kind of like drag store. I think everyone has a similar one. Probably a lot of people do. But my, mine is just like, I always like costumes. I went to like, I, I ended up moving out of Newfoundland um, to go to an art school in Maryland. 
called Micah. And they had a big uh, like yearly Halloween party that was, you know, people were, they were art students. So they, they went, mm-hmm. you know, all out. And um, I was, uh, you know, I was watching Drag Race at the time. It was like season three, I think. Or no, I think, uh, I think it was actually season four was airing. Okay. Which is like the Sharon Needle season. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I was like, oh, I want to do drag for this party. So I, you know, the, mm-hmm. I was, uh, but I also did like a, I was like Princess Bubblegum from Adventure Time. Yes. Um, which is it's all very like 2011 or 2012 or something <laughs> um, but that was pretty much it and then um, I started going out to some like local uh, clubs in Baltimore and like mostly like at the time the scene was so different so different it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of really pageanty girls because the Baltimore yeah. is like kind of t- technically the south so like it, it's a very pageant scene there Wait, it, it is technically like it's Weird. People there will like, yeah, yeah, it's below the Mason Dixon line, but like it doesn't feel quite, yeah. I feel like it's below like Pennsylvania. <laughs> I feel like growing up in Seattle, I was not properly taught about the Civil it doesn't War feel and where like, that it, line was. Because <laughs> I mean, like it's right next to Washington, D.C. No one's going to call Washington, D.C. the South, right? Right. Well, you but, don't want to because that sounds real bad. But Virginia feels kind of south. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, but and Virginia, then like, Tennessee was only half in the south. And the other half mm. was the north. Yeah, it's all, I don't know. but like very strange. The, the drag scene was very pageant. And mm. um, and that's where I met uh, Clitorica. And okay. I remember she was, in, she was in a group called House of Benetton. Um, there was that her. That's really familiar. Well, because there's like United Colors of Benetton or something it's like clothing but like yeah, they always yeah. made sure their ads were like very diverse and that's mm-hmm. why they call them that because I like their group had like kind of one of everything like um there was there was like four of them I think there was like a black queen and Asian queen Clitorica and then I guess it was actually just two white people and, and an Asian <laughs> black person because <laughs> it was Maxine the drag queen um okay uh Clitorica Gina Tonic. There's a Gina Tonic in New York. It's not her. It's mm-hmm. like a different Gina Tonic from years ago. Yep. Um, and oh my God. I like I remember his real name was Glenn. I don't, I don't <laughs> I don't remember his drag name. It was uh I don't know. I don't know. This is so long ago. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so I met all of them and you know, they kind of like helped me a little bit, but um it was it was back when drag was just like all thrift stores amazon nobody not one person had a had a style like wig that that wasn't you know like well that's um, why i was like people were reading the house down for the current season's runways and i'm like the thing is sure you think those are pedestrian looks go back and see what was on the runway in seasons two three four and it's that was elevated for the time because we didn't have access to anything yeah. And now we're just seeing the same kind of thing happening in that. And the competition was not, was not as much. Yeah. And, and there, there Absolutely. weren't so many, there was, there was probably. I used to one... perform in t-shirts because everyone yeah. was performing in t-shirts. I had a ponytail and long hair that I just kind of clipped the ponytail into yeah. and ran around in a t-shirt and underwear. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's I like even, I don't know. I, I do remember like, the pageant scene has honestly not changed very much. It's very yeah. strange. Like, like some of the pageant looks you see today still look like the pageant looks from 15, <laughs> 20 years ago. Like the style just never changes, changes. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, what's fashionable and like the fashion queen has changed so mm-hmm. much. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, back then, um, it was either the, the, the polished quotation marks, polished, uh, pageant girls who all had the kind of, kind of the same face and like, the, mm-hmm. you know, with, with, they, they all had styled hair, but like, you know, there was one girl in town who did everyone's hair and like mm-hmm. th- th- that kind of thing it was all the, it was all the, the, the sequin to hell, you know, mm-hmm. like stone to hell gowns and whatever. And then you had like the weird alt queens who were just kind of like mess, like, you know, and that's actually what like the Clitorica group kind of was mm-hmm. then. Um, I actually remember before Clitorica started doing like the crazy makeup looks, she was doing this kind of like cat lady, kind of like old lady makeup. Like it, it was really, it's funny because her makeup was actually really terrible. So it was actually pretty impressive how she was able to very quickly kind of mm-hmm. like change the whole trajectory of what she was doing into like yeah. this, um, this like really, you know, elaborate kind of thing. Um but yeah, that's where I got my start. And then I moved to New York for work. Actually, after I graduated, I got a job in New York. And then I started going out in Brooklyn, um, just kind of for fun. And and yeah, like it, it never even like for drag for me never even really, I never wanted it to be any more than that. You know, like I just wanted to put on costumes and stuff. I didn't even really want to perform. I have no interest. I was not, I was not like one of the, like the theater kids who started doing drag to like get on the stage. Like yeah. I never, I did not want to be on any, any stage. I didn't, you know. Weaponizing uh, I, your, your MFAs. My, B, my yeah. BFAs, well, BFAs M- excuse MFA, me. I, yeah, I wish. Although, <laughs> no, it would be a horrible idea for me to go get an MFA, but I do have a BFA, I do have a BFA in graphic design. Uh, I was actually just going to ask, It's so I have a working theory with makeup that you can tell a person's art background by what their paint looks like. I can. I think I definitely can. <laughs> um and so or if they like, have a if they have an art background mm-hmm. at all and like yeah i was so gina tonic is one is like my best friend um, oh wow the <laughs> yeah. the new york gina tonic yeah 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 and no i i know but i didn't realize that when i made the clarification yeah. <laughs> her background is all in like acrylics and oils and my background is all in watercolors so the way that we paint is completely different like she tends yeah. to use, like leave it wet a little bit longer and like, and be a little bit more graphic with how she does things. Mm-hmm. And I tend to build color and use like six different shades of contour to get where yeah. I want to go and thin layers. And it's a yeah. very you, different way. You of wouldn't doing believe it. like the leg up you actually have on learning makeup, even though all the tools are different and like the medium is very different. And you, when you first start stuff works different than you expect it mm-hmm. to. But um, just having like a background in, in kind of like even understanding drawing, like light and shadow mm-hmm. is a Absolutely. huge help. Um, and just having that yeah. eye um, trained for color and mm. trained for, yeah, it's detail, it's, symmetry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Symmetry, I, what's that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> my face is really not very symmetrical. It's not, my, <laughs> my eyes are so asymmetrical. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's so difficult. I mean, it, usually by the time i'm in full drag it looks okay because lashes cover a lot of it but like ugh, oh it it's... took me a long time to figure out my contour because i have a cheekbone on one side and not on the other so i had my, to like my jawline is different. how to contour without it it's the yeah weirdest thing. my whole head is like once i shaved my head i realized how bad it was is that it's just <laughs> like not it's just not like I, I didn't notice so much of it for so much of my life um but yeah it's just like not it 
all symmetrical. And I don't know if maybe <laughs> other people are that way too, but I just don't look as closely at their face. I mean, we're all asymmetrical to a certain point, but some of us just are a little more blessed <laughs> a little, than others. Yeah, a little more than others for sure. But yeah, I'm... I've noticed lately, like one side of like the bottom of my, my jaw is like totally different from the other mm-hmm. side. <laughs> I don't know that I didn't notice that until a few years ago. So I don't know where that came from. Maybe I mean that, new. yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Could be. <laughs> Slowly getting older in your face. I, I'm kind of like wondering shifting. if it's like, um, my TMJ is like kind of throwing <laughs> like, like, cause, cause you kind of develop as you get older, like it's pretty typical for your, your jaw to change a little bit from the muscle mm-hmm. getting like thicker and bigger and i think that is happening with me asymmetrically (laughs) but um whatever it's not important Uh, (laughs) i I mean if we're talking about things happening to you when you're getting older i don't i never had allergies like ever before in my life Mm -hmm. and then last year they were kind of bad for a couple of days this year they were so bad that my like thyroid glands at the back of my jaw just like turned into grapefruits Uh, and I looked like Senator John McCain just like it was awful yeah god I hope I don't do I've I've never it's it's strange I've never had any allergies really but I've had tons of um like basically they maybe I do have allergies but they just don't know what I'm allergic to (laughs) but for years I had hives all the time for no reason and it seemed oh, to only be associated with stress, not with I mean, that's, any, that's any kind huge of, thing. yeah. So that, that was annoying. That was like in college, I would just have hives. I would wake up, my eye would be like swollen for no reason. And like, I would get hives around any area where anything rubbed. So like my ankles would just constantly have hives. It was so annoying. And then it just went away for no reason. Yeah. Came for no reason, went away for no reason. Never found out what it was. Um, Isn't the human I, body you know, great? Yeah. Well, I have a lot of like <laughs> autoimmune issues. So mm. it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Like a lot of skin autoimmune stuff, like psoriasis and like all this bullshit. I'm like the queen of uh psychosomatic symptoms. <laughs> like not the, even the Jamila so, Jamil of drag. So I <laughs> well, so there was one time I was in college, and this must have been after my it must have been the summer after my freshman year, because I was home, I was practicing cello and totally stressed out like all sorts of things have been going on in my life I think one of my grandparents had died like just things were going awry I was about to hit the worst uh um, depressive episode of my life um and I was just sitting there practicing and then all of a sudden just couldn't breathe like literally could not breathe was gasping for air it felt like something was stuck in my throat but I hadn't been eating anything um and I like grabbed my throat like ran into my mom and I was like I can't like I can't breathe I don't know what's going on she's like well let me look down your throat there was she couldn't see anything. no swelling or anything so it was, just, was it just like no a panic sweating. attack no I, I don't know so what happened was we they ended up having to take me to the ER because I physically could not breathe I couldn't take a full breath mm. um and we were worried because I had asthma as a kid mm-hmm. and so they were worried that it was like some kind of flare-up and I was literally about to die um and so they, I went to the ER, they checked me out, they couldn't see anything, they gave me an MRI, and it came back completely clear. And mm. the doctor came in, uh, and he was like, have you ever heard of this thing called Globus? I was like, no, but that is a very weird name. What is yeah. that? He's like, it's a psychosomatic symptom <laughs> that when you're super stressed out, uh, your body pretends like something's stuck in your throat 
to force you to think about how you're breathing and calm down. And I was like, so what you're telling me is my body was trying to kill me. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, <laughs> and then he was like, I was like, so what do I do? Is there anything you can give me to like help me breathe? And he's like, you need to not be stressed out for like a week. And I was yeah. like, great. I live with a Jewish mother. Mm-hmm. This right. is not going to be possible. And he's no, like, you like got to figure it out. Yep. So I was like, doctor's orders. I have to stay in my room for a week. <laughs> Every and time I went away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and it never came back. Uh, like, I've had it a couple or, of times since, but it's only like yeah. when I'm really. It sounds like a out. like a panic thing to me. It, yeah, it basically is because I've thing, I've yeah. had like panic attacks, and you really feel like you can't breathe. I thought I was having but a heart attack. It, it felt like there was like it felt like something was lodged in my throat. It wasn't just that I couldn't breathe. It felt like I, something was physically blocking I, my airway. I, I know. I I've had a, like a similar feeling, but it felt like my heart was like blocked mm, or it yeah. felt, I can't even describe it. I was having just like a really bad, like panic attack. And it, it was a little bit like weed induced. So like I had this, <laughs> um, like an edible that was like way too much. And, uh, I remember feeling like it felt like there was hot liquid going through my heart. And I was like, Oh God, this is some kind of thing. I was, of course I was, I was freaking out. I was like paranoid. I was saying like, you have to take me to the hospital. I thought that nobody wanted to take me to the hospital because they thought we'd get in trouble for, for me smoking weed or something, which is a ridiculous, no one would do that. And, mm-hmm. and, um, or at least not as like an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but, um, I don't know. It was just a panic attack, I think. So it, it can make you feel weird stuff. One thing that pops in mind, whenever I hear someone say psychosomatic, there's this Simpsons quote, because I'm always like, I'm constantly thinking Simpsons quotes from an earlier episode where you can probably hear jingling. That's my dog asking to go out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, Miss Hoover, uh, like the second grade teacher. She was out, out for like having Lyme disease or whatever. And she comes back and says that it was psychosomatic. And there's like two kids. Like, does anybody, can anyone tell me what psychosomatic is? And, like the kids are blurting out. It means you're crazy. It means she's faking it. And she said, well, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> um, which probably not the most like. I mean, that's uh, a fairly like it, it, elementary version of it, but yeah. Yeah, but but it has elements of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it though. I mean, I, I have a little bit of the, the Munchausen's or whatever mm. it is. I'm just, I have, I'm a hypochondriac sometimes. Mm. I'm just like something like my arm will start hurting randomly. I'm like, oh my God, I must be having a heart attack. Yeah. Like the other night, my, like my forearm was just kind of like had a dull throb in it. To be fair, I also work out a lot and do personal training. So I probably have a lot like of little brained yeah. a muscle. I used to work out a lot and we get a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> but like yeah. my mind immediately was like, it's your left arm. You're having a heart attack. You're going to die. I was like, or not. Thanks for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brain. Yeah. was always kind of like that too. I mean, I've been on medication for a while that kind of keeps it down a lot. Like that whole, that voice where it's kind of like, this is bad, bad thing. You know, um, speaking yeah. of speaking of you working out and stuff, I actually really enjoyed, this is going to sound weird, but once <laughs> you like talk about it a little bit, the audience will understand what I mean. I enjoyed your whole like journey through bodybuilding and stuff. And like uh, the, the commentary that you allowed yourself to have about yourself. Yeah. While that was happening. Like what the whole, the whole journey. Cause it was, mm-hmm. it was years of kind of talking about, I mean, it, it was annoying because 
like I knew what I was doing the whole time. The whole reason that, you know, I was the, the entire reason that I was going to the gym or that I was like working out was for like validation and to feel like more people would pay attention to me and give me more opportunities because I knew that that's what it's like in the gay community, that the more attractive people think you are, the, you know, better off, you know, every, everything is pretty much. So yeah. like I was doing that and I was very aware of it, but then when I was like doing it and all the people around me, like no one else seemed to have that awareness. <laughs> Mm. like like they were all lying about it and 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 then then I was like and and even and and so much they wouldn't even acknowledge that like attractive people have like this huge advantage especially Mm. in the gay community I think and Mm. um yeah so I would I would just kind of make these like different posts or whatever very honest like all the time and and Mm -hmm. I think it's a bit more normal now for people to do that I feel like I see a lot more self-deprecating or more, more like honest, like fitness workout stuff now than I did maybe in like 2015, 16 when I yeah, was Yeah, like... absolutely. I mean, it was a huge help to me, honestly. I mean. Oh, just like to just talk, to see, just to acknowledge well, to see, those things. Well, to see your yeah. posts, because I, I was always the fat kid. Even when I was a sports brat, when I was a little kid, I was a swimmer. I played baseball. I played soccer and I was still a big kid. I will always be a big guy. Like there's right. even when if I, if, and when I'm fit through this journey, I will still be a larger person than other people. I will never be the svelte dancer that could be in cats that I right. want to be. Well, I'm also um, like, I'm like the small, I'm like the, the opposite <laughs> where it's like mostly in height where I'm just like, I'm just never going to be like a big mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which didn't really but bother like, me that much. But seeing yeah. all your commentary and seeing that kind of helped me take a step back and be like, well, why do I want to be fit? Because, and then it, it like sent me down this whole journey of like trying to figure out, okay, do I want to be fit? Do I not want to be fit? Like uh, yeah. I had this moment for a while of like, I really do not want to work out because I know when I start working out, I'm going to be treated differently and I can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to kind of wait till I was at a place mentally where I was like, I'm going to be able to handle this when it happens. And now I'm doing it because I want to look in the mirror and see the person I see in my head. Um and be able to do things like get into drag without thinking about how my feet are going to hurt in 10 minutes mm-hmm. and like yeah. how my quads are going to be burning for three days after, because I just happened to put on heels for, for a number mm-hmm. um, and sit in an airplane seat without. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's or, like a million like good yeah. reasons to want to, like I should be working out like in a health way right now. Um, The main reason I don't is because I'm like, trapped at home with my weird separation anxiety dog that won't (laughs) let me do anything but um i also just basically quit going to the gym cold turkey like once the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. um and i just started using the time for other things and i was like wow that was a lot of time i spent working out yeah um but yeah like i I mean i'll probably get back into it in some way but i'm also like entering my 30s like i'm 31 now and i feel like the older you get the less you should you know it's, it's worth it even try to be like a hot gay or whatever like is it like I mean that's why I had I mean I'm also 31 I'm turning 32 this year and like the I had to come to this place of like personally I don't think everyone has to but personally I had to come to this place of I'm no longer doing this because I want to be hot in order to get hookups because 
the person I eventually end up with or people I eventually end up with obviously won't care what my body looks like because they will be interested in me as me. Right. Um, so do I really care that much about what someone who's going to have maybe an hour f- function in my life or do I, or would I rather work out for certain specific health goals and specific life goals that can only be addressed by having a trainer and who can help me with those things? Yeah. Like one of my biggest things is being able to put on my shoes. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, like, it's like, a very I, yeah. simple thing. And like, part of it is when I was a little kid, I used to sit with my legs splayed out. So I like ruined my hip joints. And so now trying to like sit even cross-legged, I can't do it because my hips aren't, they're too tight in the other direction. So that was one thing I went with my, went with to my trainer saying, I want to be able to cross my legs and tie my shoes. He was like, that is a great goal. I actually, yeah. So, um, I can't, I, I feel like I have something actually wrong with me in, in, in the sense of like, like physically, uh, when it comes to flexibility, I am like an incredibly inflexible person. Um, and like, I can't sit cross-legged. Like when I try to sit cross-legged, my knees are pointing straight up because I can't mm-hmm. get, I can't get them down. Yeah. Um, I'm uncomfortable in like almost every position. Um, you know, like, uh, my back always hurts. Um, it's like, yeah, like I have no flexibility. Um, and I really want to be able to do yoga. And in order to do yoga, you have to have looser, uh, specifically hip yoga for me is painful. It's like, um, it's every, every, like, I I can't even come close to any of the positions. And when I'm trying to get into them, it's like, I'm working so hard pushing against the tightness of, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like certain muscles or whatever that I, it's like, I'm shaking, trying to hold the position. Um, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, like, I mean, I say all the time, I think that, um, like ideal posture or like just proper posture is outside of my range of motion. <laughs> like, like I, I'm pretty sure, like, I can't even stretch myself into the way I'm supposed to stand. Cause I have, mm. I have like a major like S curve mm. way I stand. Like I'm like the interior pelvic tilt where it's mm-hmm. like, which makes your ass look good. Yeah. But like, um, it like hurts. <laughs> <laughs> hurts your back yeah. and like you walk around I, I like I, I walked around a bunch like last week um in New York sightseeing with a friend and um my back was thrown out for like four days when I got oh my back God. yeah just just because I stand like I walk so bad mm-hmm. um yeah so that's like stuff I should be working to improve but like I, I need like I need a real physical trainer like yeah. an osteopath or something like I don't know <laughs> uh but yeah it's, I've always been like that even since I was like really young you know like ever mm-hmm. since I was a teenager I remember being just so stiff um mm-hmm. which does not help with like drag performances no absolutely not um and yeah because for me I can't, like I even even holding my arms above my head is like a lot of work <laughs> so like eh, it's just yeah 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 it's that's I think that's my my advice for people now who want to start like bodybuilding or like exercising is instead of thinking in in terms of like generally I want to be hot or I want a great body have super specific things like I want to cross my legs I yeah want mobility to, is huge mobility I want is to a carry huge thing. my laundry down the block without 
huffing and puffing by the end mm-hmm. of it. Like things like that. Just have very specific. Yeah, run run to the train goals. and that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> far too often. <laughs> God, I don't miss that. I do not miss that about New York. Because it, um, it always comes as soon as you get there somehow. Oh like, yeah, it's always just or leaving. It's either just leaving or twenty minutes away. Yeah, yeah. If it even is one of the stations that tells you when it's coming. Uh-huh. I guess you have apps and stuff, but like the app is yeah. rarely correct. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's uh, uh, let's pivot here because I I am now starting a uh, new segment on my podcast in the hopes of giving it some form of structure, which it's never going to actually have. But you know what? We can pretend. Right. Um, and I asked you to. Uh, pick a queer person from history and educate me because I found that my education specifically of queer history is very lacking. Um, And we don't really, especially now, don't teach queer history in schools at all. God, no. Yeah. Um, Uh So uh, I'm, I'm taking this opportunity to have people teach me things. So who would you like to teach me about? Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't prepare or anything, but I'm just going to go from my, uh, my like, trivia brain where I just like stack useless information but uh like so a queer icon that actually means a lot to me that I don't hear like a lot of people you know talk about very often is Rob Halford um Rob Halford is the lead singer of Judas Priest oh interesting. Um, yeah so like in a way he's kind of like the like the heavy metal like Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. um Although I believe Freddie Mercury was bi, right? Everybody tries to say I think so. he was bi. Um, Rob Halford is just gay, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, He's plain so, like, old gay. So for people who don't know, like you know, Judas Priest is one of the most popular like metal bands of all time. They, they kind of they, they were going since the seventies into well modern day. Like they're still they're still making music, but their their heyday oh, wow. was was like the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, where they, you know, had a bunch of hits and, and stuff when that kind of music like briefly made it on the, the radio. Mm-hmm. But they they were they're up there with like Iron Maiden is like uh the most recognizable, like iconic uh metal bands. And the lead singer um is a gay man who um uh, also brought a lot of like the leather daddy aesthetic into mm. like the Judas Priest aesthetic and and therefore kind of popularized the leather daddy aesthetic with straight men because Judas Priest was not like a gay band right like he didn't come out until a little bit later so Mm. you know everybody listening you know they were mostly like teenage street boys uh who all started kind of copying this aesthetic but the aesthetic was was ripped from 70s cruise culture you know so it was kind of like (laughs) San Francisco like 70s cruising culture leather leather daddy kind of stuff um and, and it got turned into this uh like kind of briefly like straight aesthetic which i think is really interesting and, and really mm-hmm. cool um like but judah there's judas priest songs that like call out fire island by name like from the 80s and like oh my god um yeah like it, it, it's cool um there's a he released a uh like a memoir i think in the last year that um i actually bought it for my dad but i haven't read it myself yet i do want to read it but my dad read it um, which is cool because me and my dad have always been able to bond over like, you know, Judas, like metal like this. And and my dad mm-hmm. likes Rob Halford, even though, my you know, my dad's straight, but um, Rob Halford was always, you know, kind of an icon to him too. And he's, he's also just like a really impressive singer, mm-hmm. like very, very 
uh, rangy and like uh, just like uh, otherworldly sounding sometimes with like the crazy high notes and wailing and that kind of thing. And then I, mm. like, that's the kind of music I love. Um, so yeah, I mean like Rob Halford is just like a, a very, um, I think under, underappreciated uh, kind of like gay icon, but it's metal. Gays don't mm-hmm. know metal, you know? So, so it's, I mean, that's one reason I love the love eighties music so much is there's it's, what we would think of as now as straight music, but it's so inherently queer. And just the, the way everyone looked. Yeah. I want to know how all these like boomers are so, are so like, they're so upset about, you know, like gender stuff or whatever. And then you look back mm-hmm. to people in their, in their day. And it's just like, it's like Boy George and, and like Annie Lennox. Like what? what yeah. are you... And David Bowie, like, you yeah, no, David I don't get Bowie. it. I don't Why get it. Why can't we dress like David Bowie and you be fine with it? Like, it seems like like Prince. It seems like every I, although Prince Prince converted hair to... metal, hair metal. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't get it. All the... everybody had makeup on. It was all about it's... makeup and like bulges and and like revealing and clothes and, and wigs. Like yeah. everybody had wigs and blush. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know. Good. It's, it's just very, I think what it strange. is is it's when you when you put a name on something all of a sudden you yeah. you, you confront you're confronted with it as an actual concept and that's the hard part because yeah I've been doing a lot of studying into like uh when even the terms like homosexual and lesbian were coined and the the term lesbian wasn't coined until the 1700s the term homosexual wasn't coined until the 1800s before then it was just kind of there you were just kind of who you were yeah and you so it, you weren't confronted by it it just was part of your life and it was yeah. just kind of assumed and then once things were labeled it became that kind of happens every time there's thing. like every yeah. time there's labels i feel like people are like why do you need a name for that like yeah. why don't you just, like that always happens doesn't it like, like when, what do you mean when, sis i wasn't like when lgbt before. added the q and when there were other letters added and people were like why do you have to have so many letters it's like people just want to be seen yeah <laughs> let them be i prefer seen. yeah it is getting a little long i don't mind just saying queer mm-hmm. i think it pretty I mean, much I means identify the same as right queer, but yeah, yeah. it's just like an umbrella yeah. term i guess i identify as queer i don't really think about it very much <laughs> i don't I don't know. I don't know what, I really don't know what a lot of it means, but it doesn't That's matter. Fair. Like to me, it doesn't matter. Um, I just don't, yeah. It doesn't really take up any space in my head or anything. I think for the most part, I'm pretty norm, like normative. Like, mm. I think I'm pretty like cis normative, probably like, I don't know. I just do what I feel like doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, all like even my drag kind of stuff didn't really come from me wanting to like there is when, once you're in really which good is, drag yeah there's a little which bit is of funny considering your drag is like the most gender queer thing you could ever see i guess so but th- that well that's because i when i did drag i didn't i didn't think about it as like a woman i didn't think mm. of it as like like trying to look like a woman i, I just wanted to look cool so i just mm-hmm. made a whole bunch of decisions based on what i thought looked the coolest and you know, like I thought, you know, that's why I did this stuff. So I didn't like, I don't, I don't even contour to look more feminine. I contour mm-hmm. to look like more sculpted because yeah. I think that's like a cool look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like, you know, there was the stuff I didn't really, um, there, you know, I, I didn't really do drag to like feel feminine. I, mm-hmm. I did drag to feel cool or like mm-hmm. feel like, I don't know, just like, I like transforming 
into anything. It didn't necessarily have, have to be, you know, so I, I think that's probably where like a lot of people, especially like people, like there's so many people now coming out as trans who do, mm. you know, who've done drag for years. And it's like, they've always kind of been doing drag because they have this like need to like present in this like feminine mm. way. And I don't feel like that's what my drag came from, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like my, my drag almost tr- thought of it more as cosplay or something. I could um, see that. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I also did a lot of like drag cosplays kind of, mm. kind of thing. I like just kind of like doing that or doing like a twist on a, on a cosplay to make it look cooler <laughs> mm-hmm. or like merge my own aesthetic into it. Um, yeah. I always, you know. I mean, the reason I got into drag was just because I saw an opportunity to be glamorous because mm-hmm. fat guys don't get to be glamorous very often. Right. I was like, well, if I dress up as a fat woman, I could wear sequins and and rhinestones and be pretty and people would like that. So let's go yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I and mean, then over time, it just kind of morphed into what it is now. But yeah. like, I didn't even really like feel the need to like look pretty. And, but there there are times when like I had done my makeup really well, and then mm. I look in the mirror, I'm like, damn, like wow, like I look, I do look like really good. Like the, you know? <laughs> the, look, of, the look of yours that sticks in my head. Let me see if I can find it um it was I think it was one of the last times that you like performed I could be wrong it was the last time I knew of you performing um where you had that like it was like a pink like lingerie spandex holographic spandex thing and you had a sword yeah and it was, that was very um, like final fantasy that was from metal uh, queen yeah and I just we did our own show my head, only metal I fucking love that look. And I love see, I love that look, but the, I don't consider that to be like one of my pretty looks. You know, like when I felt pretty. No, but that's why I it just was like. So good. But I felt cool. Yeah, <laughs> I did feel cool. Um, and yeah, like that comes across. I, I remember, like, I drew the the chest hair on the breastplate with like a sharpie. It looks so that. bad. Um, up close. I love that. I can't um, find the picture but, right now, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I probably don't even have a lot of those posted. That was that was like 2017. So, like, I didn't. I definitely did drag looks after that. I had performed a few times after that. I performed in Newfoundland a few was times. That long like, ago? I think that was 2017. That one, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> how was? Well, hmm. I feel like time just went by. Really the the quickly. pandemic really like it fucked me up. It, it yeah, because I yeah. Me up. I, this I feel, year just feels yeah. like it's flying by and it was because the last two years felt so slow yeah it's crazy i i yeah i still yeah. say last year meaning 2019 2019 yeah <laughs> yeah me too um and i feel like i just left new york and i've actually been away for two years and uh wow. yeah it's it's just strange and like i've done drag like twice maybe since then three times something like that <laughs> um and and I tried to do God. I tried to do like digital drag and stuff, and I just couldn't. I I just I wanted to enough. do a weekly show. I did a single show and said, "Nope, I'm good." Well, you don't make any <laughs> money from it, right? Like it's not actually. No, profitable. I made three dollars in tips. Yeah, it's yeah. like this isn't worth it. <laughs> I didn't even like watching them because I. That's another thing. I mean, I don't like drag that much. Like I don't <laughs> like. I don't like watching, like, I don't like going out That's and watching That's going to be the pull quote from this. I don't it's, like drag that but it's much. true. Like, like, all I, like, what I liked about, like, I felt very, like, pushed into the drag scene based mm. on the fact that I liked certain elements of drag. But I only, I only like maybe, like, 25% 
of drag. Yeah. And then like, I don't really like, like there, there are drag queens I like and I like to see live and stuff, but I don't really care about dancing. I don't really care about like, I, if someone's really funny, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I want them to be like funny to the point that I wouldn't care if they were in drag or not. At which yeah, point absolutely. am I even there for the drag? You know, yeah. like, I don't care if they're in drag. I just want like, like there are queens who are like that. Like, I think Bob is like funny enough that I don't care mm. if, if she's in drag. I don't that's shit. why I think of, I think of drag kind of, and I know a lot of queens hate this. <laughs> Um, but that's why I think of drag as clowning is because it's not drag isn't the thing. It's the thing that allows you to do the thing that you love. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be even meaner. Um, I think that drag elevates mediocre talents. And that's like I why would, a lot of I people would do absolutely. drag. <laughs> I would because it's like, oh, I'm a bad comedian. Agree. I'll do I'll do comedy and drag. I'm a bad I mean, singer. That's, that's or like I'm an okay singer. Weapon- that's what the like, whole weaponizing your BFA thing was, was just like you yeah, got totally your degree it. in theater and now what? Yeah, you're not good like, enough for Broadway. So like here's, you know, you can do you can do drag and now you're like a really good singer for a drag queen, you mm-hmm. know, like although like some like I, I think Jan is a good singer in, for for any mm-hmm. in, in or out of drag. Well, and that's um, honestly, that's why I didn't. But not a very be, marketable singer. Me being that, really that, shady right true. now. That's why I didn't watch Queen of the Universe. See, so I, <laughs> as I an watch opera all... trained singer, I'm just sitting here oh, like I, did, I forgot about that. Right? I mean, I don't sing in drag. That's one. That's uh-huh. like every once in a while, I'll pull it out as being like, I'm gonna make a whole bunch of tips right now and sing. Right, but like I, but I try not pull to that out because... in drag, and it's worth a lot more than if you pull it out. Exactly. Out yeah. Exactly. And it's. It, but I, this is me just a long way of saying, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's another, it's another harsh truth. Sometimes people don't like harsh mm. truths, but like drag elevates, you know, like it, it adds a novelty to something that and it's not might saying not be... that that's a bad thing. It's saying no. that there's a reason why not everyone can be on Broadway and there are other opportunities that we make for ourselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think, um, like the group that, um, Jan is in. Uh, they're all good singers, but I don't think they would be very marketable without drag, just because they're they're very um, they're very. Well, I think they're actually just too gay. Like it's homophobia, <laughs> isn't it? Like we don't see people like you know like if you're gonna if you're gonna be if you're gonna be that like that gay and sing that femininely, you kind of mm. have to be in drag right now. Like it's hard to get away with it because most people mm. won't won't be even like you know we're still kind of there have been very few people in history that i can think of who were very effeminate who were men who were very effeminate with high voices that got away with it uh people like adam lambert uh, barely barely got by kind of freddie mercury got by with it uh michael jackson got by with it um in the 80s it was closer i feel like more people but other than that you couldn't really and there was a lot of years where that was just not popular you know, yeah. like, um, uh, oh, um, I mean, unless Mike, you're really, really is good. Is it Mika or Mika? <laughs> Mika, Mika, Mika. Yeah. Um, unless kinda, you're a countertenor kinda. and you're singing opera because there are only like five of them in the world and they make uh-huh. millions of dollars. But the very different thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I, wa- I watched uh, Queen of the Universe and it was, you know, it was it was mixed. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of really good singers. There, there were some, some good clubs. singers. Um, there was the there was the, the uh, Ava Vox was on 
mm-hmm. American Idol years Very ago. Good. And I feel like she improved a ton in between. Mm-hmm. Um, because I like I watched American Idol and I felt like she was pretty good, but she wasn't really American Idol. Like she wasn't good enough yeah. to be on American Idol, really. Like that sorry, was just like a, but like was um, gag. she she was good, but like she was yeah. elevated by the fact that she was in drag. I think her issues at the time was she was just a little bit too like too unhinged, like a little mm. too, like she would go, she would really push her voice to the limit every time. And you yep. can kind of tell that she was yep. like, you know, restraint like, is a yeah. wonderful thing to learn. Um, but it, it felt like she was much more controlled on Queen of the Universe in a way that mm. felt it was still very, it was still a lot. But like, I mean, it's you drag. know, she wasn't like wavering and like going off. Yeah. There wasn't all these like little pitchy notes from you know runs that didn't work and like that mm. kind of thing, which I felt was kind of an idol. She also looked better. She had years yeah. of of drag makeup practice because on Idol she didn't have good makeup. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it just wasn't and good. Also, it just was well, also, the, I imagine she had the no whole time. Thing of like. The, there are people it makes me laugh sometimes when people are like oh the the glow-ups of the drag queens from the earlier seasons of drag race i'm like that's not a glow-up what you're seeing is a change in makeup styles and you're just appreciating that someone is able to follow the trends some of it is trends some of it is plastic surgery some of it is literally <laughs> um like yeah it's been 10 years since their season and and mm-hmm. makeup has just changed like there's the just so much more available changed. yeah like there's more yeah. products available there's more brushes we have new techniques like mm-hmm. it, the stuff that you know nobody when in 2015 i had like some of the i was like one of the best makeup queens it was insane mm-hmm. and i'm not that good at makeup but nobody was good at makeup like or nobody was good. weird it's weird thinking or like seeing pictures of drag pre season three of drag race because Raven, what, however problematic she is now. Um, I can't even remember why, but yeah. I mean, uh, Doesn't matter. To, <laughs> to, to quote, to, oh shoot, what's her name? Uh, the super, super incredible Chicago drag queen who was on Camp Wanakiki. Uh, 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 oh no, why am I forgetting I her name? I didn't watch. Camp Wanakiki. I mean, I only watched little bits here and there. Um, uh, so Auntie Chan has her YouTube has a YouTube show with uh, two other queens, and I feel absolutely horrible. Yes, Alexis Bevels. Bevels. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Alexis yeah, yeah. Bevels. Uh, I didn't know where she was. I watched comment, that show. <laughs> her her comment. There was this one time that Raven was a like a guest on a on a more recent episode and comes into the room into the workroom and like is oh we're talking about her, her her like and, a, and alexa yeah and alexis goes and uh, raven enters the room in dark mode yeah 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 <laughs> and i die i don't know why she's doing that it's so it's so it's, bizarre i used to think that she was not white and then i looked it up and realized that she's like full-blooded oh, Russian and I'm like mm-hmm, okay girl yeah and I mean she's she's got she's got 10 plus years of, of lip work you know um which you can build that up but, real big oh yeah um, but yeah. I mean the, all that aside before she before her paint got famous and everyone started emulating her makeup was a completely different thing. she really did change the game her in, in, like her and Kevin yeah. Aquan basically were the two that created modern makeup mm-hmm yeah, uh, I remember and- like I I remember the the drag trends changing based on what season was most recent. 
literally like like god the sharon needle season like everybody had these like everybody was going around with the white contacts and like <laughs> it was just ridiculous everybody for for like two years everybody was a spooky queen it was it was just like my favorite yeah. is like the pageant queens who still did the same paint but then put in the white contacts and you're like what is happening yeah no not yeah they to do it whatever an alternative look um also there's a lot of pageant queens who like will wear like they want blue eyes or something so they wear like the costume Those blue scare me. <laughs> like Coco. I'm, i mean okay so here quick disclaimer i'm not trashing anyone's style of drag i am <laughs> i'm not i i i think look how look how you feel like do drag to make yourself feel better and if you're feeling better and you enjoy what you look like do that yeah uh, i i, I the, agree the in colored theory. contacts that are opaque just flat colors terrify me like I mean, trixie well, used to wear trixie those agrees. like electric trixie blue agrees that, that it was not coming across as what she wanted it to be you know like i frightening <laughs> no it just it doesn't it, it doesn't come across as blue eyes it comes across as like blue zombie or something right like yeah, it doesn't yeah. come yeah because Comes across and as there, lasers shooting you. There's a lot of, there's a, yeah, like robot or something. I don't know, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of brands that give you like realistic looking blue eyes. I don't know like why they don't do that. I guess because it's not. They're as, more expensive. They are more expensive, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, again, whatever. If you feel great, go for it have fun you're you're performing in drag and i'm not so <laughs> yeah oh yeah I'm, i mean i always say that i mean like i just have a ton of opinions no one has to agree with any of my shitty opinions like i think i think that's what ultimately has gotten me in trouble over the years is that <laughs> that's I, what uh, i'm known for i think that's that what i'm known for people people assume that i always want all of them to agree with my opinions sometimes i do because sometimes i'm absolutely 100 percent right and how dare people not agree with me but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pretty but, much, I've always just been the kind of person who just like throws out opinions all the time. Um, and I, in the, over the past, like probably four years or so, I've just completely, I've, I've not completely, but I've pulled back so much on that mm -hmm. because it's just not worth it to constantly be fighting, fighting these battles of trying yeah. to like, you, uh, exactly of the people who think that you're trying to make everyone agree with you. And it's like, no, I just, this is just what I thought about this thing. Well, and also uh, <laughs> like the internet was a different thing mm. 10 years ago and yeah, like yeah. that's what you did with facebook was you it was just yeah it was of... a hard adjustment for and, <laughs> and young people don't realize that and then they're looking back at posts from 10 years ago and they saying like this is so mean it's like not even problematic sometimes it's just like mean or like not, mm -hmm. not even like or like you thought no one would see it i don't know <sighs> well because we didn't realize that back then when things were that new when i joined facebook you had to be it had just been allowed that high schoolers could be on Facebook, mm -hmm. but you had to be approved and verified by someone else that went to your high school that you were who you said you were in order mm. to join. Like you had to send like, uh, uh, you had to reach out to someone that you knew on Facebook for them to verify you before Facebook would allow you to create your profile. Mm -hmm. Like that's how long ago I was on Facebook. So like, going from that and like i can just say my opinions about everything because that's what facebook was created to do it was created to roast people yeah and just no i was on like opinions. live journal yeah and then um, yeah. and then to now where it's like 
oh, let's share stupid videos and show posters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's know. all yeah. I mean, I actually remember the pivot, like the the moment, or like not the moment, but like the 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 period of time when I kind of went from being somebody who watches Drag Race to somebody who the people who watch Drag, Drag Race follow. And then so like when I used to just make comments on the show, like, oh, I like this look. I hate this look. Oh, that she looks bad, whatever, which mm-hmm. is how everybody watches reality TV. In oh, yeah. Of course. Um, and all of a sudden people were seeing me as one of them. And they're like, oh, my God, Helvetic is being shady towards blank. I'm like, oh, I didn't think I'm not. I'm not one. I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm just doing makeup like at home, you know, like I didn't, but like I was getting popular on social media. So people were thinking that I was like going to be on drag race or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 that is not, that was never going to happen. It was never yeah. even, you know, I never wanted, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, yeah. I don't have those skills. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I remember like what 2014 or something is when people started being like, oh, she's, she's starting drama and stuff. And it's like, they're not supposed to see it. Nobody's supposed to really see it except for like, you know, the, 10 friends that follow me like mm-hmm. on Facebook. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Yeah. And then Instagram kind of took over and it was all about like being a look queen and I've never been a look queen. I just make things that I like. Uh, I think, I, so, I think, I guess, I, I guess I was a look queen, but I didn't even, I, I didn't I, even do I looks. Mean, in, absolutely. In yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, couldn't I do looks I in just, person. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm sorry. I guess I could. I'm sorry. Um, As someone who saw you at DragCon in a black and yellow, was that duct tape? That you made that no, on? No, I actually got someone to make that. that it was, was um, gorgeous. Thank you. I still, yeah, I still have it. I don't fit in it, but I have it. <laughs> um, it's a corset too. Like it's a functioning yeah. corset. And, but I, I'm, I, I guess I could, I can fit in it, but it's like open in the back. Yeah. But it's a corset. That's so fair. like I can like, yeah, yeah. it's just very open. Um, but yeah, it was actually based off of a metal band named Striper. <laughs> which that. is like one of the most ridiculous Christian metal bands from the eighties. And all of their outfits are like uh, yellow and black stripes. Actually um, the, the look that Dia, uh, Diabetti entered the, like her entrance look reminded me of that look that I did. Mm, yes. Um, and yes, it's like, um, but um, hers is actually a direct reference to uh, this band from Gem and the Holograms called the Stingers. Oh, there's, there's like a there's like a third group in Gem and the Holograms. I think okay. it's like in a late like in like season two or something. I never watched it. I it's was very I was very homeschooled, <laughs> so I didn't get to watch really anything. It's a little until, before like, us, to be honest. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I I went back and watched it as like a twenty year old because mm. I people older than me were always referencing it, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Because I I just never I never got any reruns of it. I think it ended in like eighty nine or nine like something like that. Mm. It died with the style, right? Yeah. Then when I'll grudge. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it's not a good show, but it is kind of funny <laughs> in moments. You, what you should watch, you should watch Jizz. Yeah. Right? There's like, yeah, I yeah, have yeah, seen yeah. Jizz <laughs> on YouTube. Yes. It's the same, it's the same thing. Um, you get the <laughs> animation of it. The, it makes me think of the, the He Man video. The person like went through with He Man and like said it to, uh, uh, what's going on yeah 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 with the flashing colors and everything mm-hmm. that was like a big thing the new he-man cartoon i think is good by the way the one on I, Netflix. Need to I think it's like it. by kevin smith i okay. think it was it was good i thought it was good it was like because real he-man sucks like if you <laughs> watch the if you watch the original he-man it's just clearly I mean, it was, toys absolutely absolutely that was yeah, it's not good purpose. it's just like there's, there's it's just not good the only good thing about he-man was like the vibes 
like the setting was really cool mm. and like the story like the the like idea was kind of cool and the fact that he man was just like so ripped was funny and mm. then um you know like transforming is always good you know you transform always. he's also the bat- battle cat like his his cat transforms into battle cat and like all that kind of stuff but um <laughs> Uh, the storyline what were the 80s even i love it my favorite a lot of people on a lot of coke doing a lot of i think so it is the coke yeah 80s 80s are the that's the coke decade everyone wanted to look rich and do coke and that was about it in that like miami vice rich way (laughs) like a white blazer um White I love blazer, that. but you had to roll up the sleeves mm-hmm, and yeah, have a yeah, popped yeah. collar. I love on your almost t-shirt. every I love every aesthetic from the 80s, except for the one that everyone does at 80s costume parties, which I think oh, is the, the worst. Like, workout 80s. Um yeah. The, which the is, like I, the like Madonna from like the but they always do it in like, 90s colors, like they, the yeah, like they, bright neons neon. and stuff they like that. That colors. was like early 90s. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> it's also like kind of the, I another look I hate. I love her, but I hate the look, the Cindy Lauper look. <gasps> it's I think it's just chaos. How dare you? I love how, Cindy Lauper. I hate the 80s Cindy Lauper look with all just like the stuff in her hair, and it's just like I will colors say, and I mess. love I love Cindy Lauper now because she's like. She still has that like punk edge, but she's like business punk. Mm-hmm. And I she writes a lot of music for other stuff. Freaking love. Didn't it. she write like all of Kinky Boots? Yeah. I think she did. Yeah. I need um, her to I, write I more also, musicals. I need a Cindy Lauper jukebox musical. Please. I watched her on The Celebrity Apprentice like 10 years ago. <laughs> was she on I, that? She might have been on the season that Joan Rivers won. I don't. Was, I never so watched good. it. The uh the moment I re- I realized I truly loved Cindy Lauper was um my favorite tv show for years was bones and she played mm-hmm. a psychic on bones and i just fell completely in love with her like i, I already loved her, her like, music acting but she's i mean she's not like incredible she <laughs> plays herself yeah it's like watching lady gaga on something she plays herself yeah just like kind of yeah extra yeah like yeah. Cindy Lauper with a like New York accent. Like she's mm-hmm. just kind of talking like this. Like she was she was a psychic that let me read your cards. Like I guess yeah, that's I more can, of like a I Boston accent, that. but like yeah, it was just it was very like over the top, stark white hair. Love her. She is you know, an I, I icon. think my I feel like she's an icon yeah. we've kind of left in the dust a little bit. It's very she weird. Did, yeah, she's she's uh she's not getting uh what she deserves. There's also a lot of really good Cindy Lauper songs that nobody knows. Yeah. Like she, she also, I mean, she released music like late into her career where everything gets very mm. like electronic and like um like the all the range in her singing kind of goes away. It my, becomes very my favorite Cindy Lauper album is a very it's one I don't think most people listen to. She did an album called The Body Acoustic. Mm-hmm. Um, because she has a song called The Body Electric. But it's it's an acoustic album, and she has like duets with like Sarah McLaughlin and like huh. people like that. And she just I takes don't know all it. of her songs and like slows them down. They're all with like guitar and like it's uh, Water's Edge. The version of Water's Edge is just perfection. Huh. And then she ends the whole thing with uh, it's it's I wouldn't necessarily call it acoustic. She but she re-recorded uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun with uh hi hi puffy amiyumi oh wow and so it has that kind of like uh like j-pop kind of 
uh, uh-huh. pop pop feeling to it. And it's very fun. It's a great album. Everyone should listen to it. I, I think I remember really appreciating Cindy Lauper for the first time um, as a kid seeing the Rugrats movie, Rugrats in Paris. Mm. She did I Want a Mom for from for Chucky. Okay. I think it made yeah. me cry. I was probably like eight years old or something. She's, she's a brilliant, brilliant writer. Yeah, she's a good writer, really good writer. Like, yeah, and she was a great singer too, like really mm-hmm. unique, unique voice. And then also it's, just like it's so fascinating how with all of the all of the people that we kind of in the, in the queer community we kind of lift up and are like these are the queer icons that we like the the queer adjacent icons that we want to like uplift yeah. because they uplifted us. I'm like. She I much prefer billions I'm, of dollars for AIDS research. Why are we talking about her? I much prefer like more that like I, I don't know gays kind of like any current pop girly they kind of raise them up as like a gay icon, mm-hmm. but like the real gay icons kind of last longer, you know, like yeah. or there's something more gay about them. Like I don't know, like I don't think. I mean, there's probably people now who are like Olivia Rodrigo is a gay icon, you know, like there's, there's people like I, I don't I don't even think I don't think Charlie XCX is a gay icon. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't know much about her. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like she's performing in Toronto says, tonight. So. <laughs> I feel like anyone who nowadays who understands that their fan base is gay is yeah. And like which every pop some girl lip service as a gay as them. a major league. Gay. Yeah, exactly. Versus someone like Cindy Lauper, gay, gay or men are the only like adults Madonna who buy music. Or, yeah, unless you're yeah. like a Christian music person or a country music <laughs> person. Gay men, gay adult men are like the only adults that buy music. Everyone else is teenagers. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah. Um, we also spread all this like you know the stuff online about them. So like you know yeah. like that's how get viral shit from us or whatever. Yeah. Um, I but think yeah, like, part of it is is her musical style also isn't as she was. I mean, she was punk. She was a very acquired taste even at the time. Yeah, her aesthetic. So, the aesthetic I don't like is kind of like a punk eighties yeah, aesthetic, exactly. which I've, I've never been huge into. Like the eighties punk aesthetic because mm. I always felt it was like a little too messy for me or something. That's and what fair. I like about the eighties is kind of like the shine. Like I don't know. I guess. Mm. That's why I'm not a 90s person at all. I actually resent the 90s for kind of taking away the 80s. Like, because the 90s to me, See, is like I big, can't, I can't resent the big 90s. backlash. Well, I can't I like, resent the I like 90s elements. because I'm from Seattle and Seattle created the 90s. So yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm just, like, I don't like any of like that, that like alt rock 90s stuff. I don't, you know, like smashing pumpkins stuff. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate Soundgarden like, and I'm happy. Well, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, like, the, but that, that like mid nineties, like, you know, like Nirvana Pearl Jam thing. I hate it. I hated it. Mm. I felt like it took, I'm like, not, um, it was a backlash. I'm huge on Nirvana. I will say that. And I'm, I'm sorry to my Seattle friends out there, but I, I, I tend to like Soundgarden and Pearl Jam and a couple of the other Seattle bands a little bit more than Nirvana, but you also have to like, I have to give Nirvana their props because they created a genre so okay i'll take it <laughs> yeah no they're huge like i like obviously uh like nirvana is like a huge cultural thing but for me like i never would ever listen to that i would never yeah. listen to that um but what i like about like i don't have any 
even though I listen to metal, all the metal I listen to is like more adjacent to like musical theater metal. You know, I mean, the metal very... I listen to is Nightwish and Dragon Force. Which yes, is basically well, like, just like right. Well, like Nightwish, I'm like symphonic, the... symphonic metal. Yeah, which is like very like I love that stuff. You know, like I love well, like their original within, lead within singer was an opera singer. Yeah, yeah, they've had like four singers at this point. But uh, <laughs> the current singer does a mix, I think. If they okay. still have her floor, I don't know if they still have her or not, but she does like a mix of both. She's pretty good. Mm. And then before they, they went with like a poppier singer before that and only had her for a few years. I saw them when they had her as the singer. She released the, like two albums. Is it, I think it's the poet Annette. and the pendulum is the album that I really, really love of theirs. Her name was, an, that's before, that's with like the, the beginning. The f- like, Yeah. The with, very with, first singer. Tar- is it Tardia? I don't know how to pronounce it. But Something it's spelled like that. T-A-R-J-A. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. not Tarja. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I like that too. Um, yeah, they, there's some, um, God. I, I never I, listened to like Nightwish that much, but I know some of the popular songs. I'm waiting for the day where someone decides that Dragon Force deserves a rock opera, like a jukebox rock opera. Cause I just want to like go to a Broadway theater have a heart attack for two hours and then I love the yeah theater. oh there needs to be there, there needs to be a power metal like yes. Broadway show it's so yeah. obvious but we're also in the worst possible time no one even no one even listens to rock music we're not going to find people to support metal like yeah. uh but like I feel oh my like God, if like, Jonathan Larson hadn't died when he did and had had more time with Rent it might have turned into that and been able to like edit it a little bit more oh but- man I mean, but even yeah. even like if we took Jesus Christ Superstar and added like a whole bunch of like like guitar solos so and stuff. Like I mean, they had better. that stuff, but like faster, and yeah. and with you know like with with crazy with sweeps <laughs> and like stuff that stuff that you don't you know. But like I mean, that's that's one of my favorite musicals because it's it's people wailing mm-hmm. to like seventies rock, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there was a little bit of a of a even more like. Heavier. I do enjoy the original concept album of Jesus Christ Superstar. It's not one that I'm, it's not my favorite musical, but I enjoy the original concept album because it's much more of that like rock and roll feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't know a whole lot about it besides the Heaven on Their the, Minds the, the, is the special, like, like the, 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 like the TV version. I think it was a TV, the, the, the one, you know, no, the seventies. Um, yeah. So it started as a concept album. Okay. Uh, and See, I don't know Android that much about Weber, it. Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote it as just it was released it as just like a record mm-hmm. and then oh. people liked it so much that he put it on stage but you know I love heaven on their minds um yeah uh, gets the original version where he's just like mind. screaming at the end basically it's oh it's so oh good. I need to hear that um I actually feel like Judas Priest actually did a cover of a of a of a Jesus Christ Superstar song is it pronounced oh Gethsemane God. yeah yeah but I love mm-hmm. like I love that song. It's the big wailing. I remember I actually remember the name for some reason of the ma- first guy in the in the show. His name was Ted Neely. <laughs> He's the yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've never actually seen it on um Me like either. a real Broadway production. They had one here a few months ago and I missed it. I um I grew up in a Christian home, but we we it's a little uh, sacrilegious. Well, it, yeah, that's what that's what I was always told growing up was like I mean like the oh, li- like I mean, the, the lyrics, Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar is literally narrated by Judas. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. Well, it's isn't not it really just, um, in line with with modern Christianity? Jesus, like the the title track, questions Jesus a lot, doesn't it? It's like, well, and have it on their minds. Literally, just says he's a 
he's a guy i think you're taking this like you're letting it get to your head and pretending you're god now that's what judas was right like for real Mm -hmm. right like i mean i i don't really know i yes i don't know that my definitely debatable (laughs) um but yeah no um god it's like uh why'd you pick such a strange land or something something um there was no no mass communication in like something mm. like they, they were questioning like why like if you're going to come you know if you're going to like come to everyone now why wouldn't you pick a time where you could like go like get on the radio or the tv or something yeah. like why you pick no mass communication in like i i can't remember the lyrics but something like that it's a lot of questioning like um yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's nowadays i'm like absolutely let's do this but back then it was it was a it was a lot um, yeah, well, it was in the seventies. Oh, yeah. Here was um, if you'd come today, you could have had the could have reached the whole nation. Israel in four BC had no mass communication. Don't you get me wrong? You know, yeah. <laughs> like it's uh, yeah, yeah. We definitely could, need could, to get. Could I Ma- think... Muhammad move a mountain, or was that just PR? <laughs> Buddha, Buddha, was he where it's at? Is he where you are? Is he where it where it's at? As in like cool in seventies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like. I feel like Broadway has gotten very one note in terms of how it's written now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish we could have more styles. I wish there were more rock operas. I wish there were more classically yeah. inclined musicals. I like currently being written, not just like. Yeah, I don't want any more like Dear Evan Hansen. I don't like, I hate that. We style. don't need that. That's We've why I would like when belting. I, yeah, when I was in New York um, last, uh, like last week, uh, I went to Phantom the Opera. <laughs> it's a classic. I still need to see it. I was supposed to see that... Phantom of the Opera back in 2003 when I visited New York for the first time. Uh, and the night we were supposed to see it was the huge East Coast blackout. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and so we didn't get to go see it. And then we left two days later. So well, the I thing about Phantom of the Opera, it. and this is why I didn't see it until now, is I was like, it'll be it'll be there. <laughs> It's always mm-hmm. going to be there, right? Like when are and they then gonna... they just changed the whole thing, completely restaged the whole thing. Did they? Yep. Post pandemic, they basically took the pandemic to like restage it and make like new costumes and sets and stuff. So I don't even know. Wow, I don't know. I mean, that's the one I yeah. saw, but I I didn't see the one before. I mean, yeah, I'm not because I'm not I'm not really like a theater gay in that sense where I'm like I know the stagings. Yeah, yeah, of, me uh, yeah but I know there's probably people. There's lots of people who are like that. I like I could never get into the like. Broadway fully for a because so much of Broadway is cringe to me but like (laughs) Phantom of the Opera is actually not that cringe to me I used to work out to Phantom of the Opera well no 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 which is a little over the top but like my mom used to play Phantom of the Opera for me like every day like when I was a baby that opening riff I'm sorry honest it's so good it's so good in the theater it's so good that like and then when the like when those electric drums hit and you're just oh, oh. no like the whole thing like it's it's porn to me. There's a reason like, why Andrew Lloyd Webber is who he is in the theater like with the with the title track at the end you know where she's she's like hitting the mm-hmm. e and there's like electric guitar in the background yep. which is just like like that oh thing like the best thing about Phantom of the Opera is that it was made in like eighty five or something mm-hmm. like it's the perfect you know it. it's the perfect time they keep yeah. it all. They, That's they, one reason you know, why I also really love Avita because he has those moments of just like the wailing guitars and like 
Oh, it really that, he, we, he we need wailing guitars behind yes. wailing a wailing guitar behind high notes is my favorite mm. thing. Like it 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 it, it evokes like, so much emotion. I get that. So I don't understand ASMR. Like mm-hmm. I don't. It doesn't work for me. But I'm pretty sure the feeling I get from like people singing like high notes or like especially when paired with like electric guitar or like a big buildup is what the feeling people get from ASMR. Cause it's I'm like sure, this yeah. tingly chill kind of like, Ooh, like it's a euphoric feeling mm-hmm. like a little bit of like a, like a high, like a drug. Um, oh, yeah. I used to, I used to like, I was on, I, w- I would be on YouTube for hours as like a teenager, like searching high note compilations of just <laughs> hearing like people I, I, like I've seen all the compilations of like every, every girl who's, who's done the Christine role. I've seen like all, all the ones of um, uh, the people who do the, the role of Jesus in, in mm-hmm. Jesus Christ Superstar, like, because um, they have that, you know, the, the big, the Y wailing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like all that kind of stuff. And then a lot of the metal I listen to is, is that kind of stuff. It's just big, yeah. big buildups to big anthemic, you know, yes. moments. Um, you might like Avantasia. Avantasia has like several, they have like a few albums called The Metal Opera. And it's not opera, but it is very like a rock opera. And uh, they all they write all their music like a rock opera. Um, some of them are just even like not that different from what you would expect in like an actual musical. Like it's not even mm-hmm. that much metal to it. Um, and other ones are like really like a lot more metal. It's but yeah. but it's it's all very very theatrical and very like not not serious and kind of jokey and like uh i don't know it's what i like it's 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 bombastic and like way over the top mm. and like there's no taste like it's no the taste level is zero i mean it's right? camp yeah like it honestly is. It you is. just have to call it camp i always tell people people are like oh like straight people can't do camp and it's like they can but it's power metal <laughs> and, that's, and that's the only that's the only real example i have um yep. is is power metal because power metal is not it's it's kind of some of them take themselves really seriously mm-hmm. and and they, they really are pretending to be like wizards and stuff on stage and they think that that's like cool mm-hmm. they don't think that it's like some of them are doing it tongue-in-cheek some of them and aren't I, and i'm sorry we we have uh bands like kiss that were literally just painting their faces white with random black design. Right. well it's like corpse paint like, which is yeah is very like well we also have ghost right mm-hmm. like now we have ghost and and ghost is also a very like theatrical like look and and their music mm-hmm. is like pretty theatrical i don't really like the singer of ghosts that much because it's very like it's not the style i like it's like very i don't know i some people have, have referred to it as scooby-doo metal because it kind of <laughs> sounds like the scooby-doo theme song and like the the way that they sing that yeah oh my god they've got a bit of that like like 60s 70s like throwback i don't know though it's the vocal i want is a lot more like trained and the vocal that they're giving doesn't even have a lot of like vibrato in it it's very like straight and and, like straight as in tone and like um i i don't know um but they are they are especially some of their newer stuff is is still very theatrical in a way that i can definitely enjoy Mm -hmm. it and then they come out on stage in full costumes dresses like you know skull faces and like pope hats and like I, I like it. I enjoy it. An love effort. It. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, well, 
Yeah, we've been going we've been going for almost an hour and 40 minutes and i don't even care people get a long episode because it's so much fun talking to you yeah um, i'm i'm kind of a long talker and yes yeah, hey, not, not a problem <laughs> well it's a podcast much easier good good if there's anything boring you can just cut, cut it out you still have at least an hour <laughs> uh where can people find you online uh, yeah, so uh, I'm on YouTube and Instagram at Helvetica, H-E-L-L-V-E-T-I-K-A. Um, I'm not on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. And uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> You're on Twitter. Don't even. Twitter's the worst. I don't want anyone to read my Twitter. Um, I love your but Twitter. But what is my Twitter? Panda shirts. Uh-huh. I think it's Panda Shirts because, because I we didn't even talk about the fact that you have a t-shirt no, company. Uh, yeah, I have a I have like a the, t-shirt company that's like half a joke and half not. It's like which makes it the most it was a joke until I started making world. money. And yeah. then I started leaning into it. And and people like I've had I've had so much criticism from that. Oh, like, you, don't believe, you don't even believe in the shirts. We didn't even selling. talk about the okay. So y'all, I I I fucked up because we <laughs> didn't talk about the most important thing. Um, so I'm going to, before, before we end the episode, I'm going to give you Part one two. minute to sum up, uh, how Salesforce, uh, oh my God, fucks you over. <laughs> okay. I'll try really quick. Um, when I was a teenager, I was obsessed with David Archuleta from season, season seven of American Idol, um, to the point where I would draw like cartoons of him. The cartoons that I drew got really popular. A bunch of people were like printing them out on like shirts and like signs and bringing them to the American Idol tour. It, it was like a thing. Um, so anyway, that ended, that was about 2008, um, in say 20. 17 or 2018, I'm like walking through New York City um, next to the Salesforce building. I look inside the building and I see a giant sculpture of what looks like my uh, cartoon of David Archuleta from American Idol. Um, I immediately go to my phone and I start looking up like cartoon Salesforce mascot, whatever. And I find that they have this mascot named Astro and it's been their mascot for a few years. I had to do all this research into it. And basically I, I found out that the face of this character was traced directly from the cartoon I drew of uh, David Archuleta like 10 years previous. Um, so in the, you know, in the like long story short is David Archuleta is the mascot of Salesforce. Salesforce, the multi-billion dollar company. If you work in tech, you know what Salesforce is. The, the tallest tower in San Francisco is the Salesforce Tower. Mm-hmm. It's a very successful company. Um, My sister is Salesforce <laughs> trained and she was telling me about it one day and I was like, oh yeah, well, you know, the, the little guy that you see everywhere. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, that's David Archuleta. And she's like, it is. wait, what? Wait, and you what? know what? David Archuleta knows. David Archuleta knows it's him, but he won't Does respond he know to that me. it was you? I think apparently he's watched my video. I made a YouTube video about it. I got in touch, like his day-to-day manager contacted me about the video. And, and she told me that she sent it to him. I don't know if he watched it. <laughs> Can you, uh, if somebody said I was the mascot of Salesforce, I would be curious. I would watch it. I hit on yeah. him several times in the video. This is before he came <laughs> out. It's before he came out, but I'm sorry. I knew, I knew 10 years Everyone ago. Everyone knew. I knew 12 years Everyone ago. Everyone knew. Yeah, no, I knew at the time. I knew I knew during the show. Um, yeah, so you know, I, I was hoping he would at least reach out. He also definitely <laughs> he definitely remembers that cartoon. 
Like, I think he would be able, I think he would be able to make the connection on his own because mm. he got that cartoon so many times people would have him sign it. People used to like, somebody made like a, like a flat Stanley of it and like got it, you know, like brought it around different tour dates. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, somebody in the Philippines made a bunch of cupcakes that were like styled. He saw that so many times I have it cataloged, right? Like I have this oh catalog, um, tons of like screenshots of everything that happened in like 2008 from that tour. <laughs> um, I think he would recognize it on his own. Um, but yeah, he should know. He should know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> someday, someday. I'm still waiting. Get, I mean, I'm I'm waiting for my chance to get I I don't even think I'm even that attracted to him anymore. But like, there was there was a part of uh, <laughs> but, I part mean, of my, hey, when I was a teenager. You gotta Oof. do it. You gotta do it for your teenage self. That's why I moved yeah. to New York. Was because that little twelve year old in me was like, move to New York. Yeah. No, me too. I was like, wow. I never thought I could live in New York, and I did it for a while. And I still like New York, but it just costs too much. <laughs> Pretty much, it just costs too much. There's the whole U.S. costs too much. <laughs> True, but New York is really bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad. Well, you know. thank you so much for <laughs> not only taking time, but also taking a very late night with me. I don't mind. I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> My dog is barking. You can probably hear her throughout the whole and thing. And apologize to your puppy for me for keeping you away from her. <laughs> I don't even know what she's barking at. Hazel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Well, thank you, and uh, it was a I'm pleasure. sure I'll have you on again at some point because this yeah, I could easily do another hour and a half, no problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, right. have a good night, yeah. and we will see you all next time. Bye, bye. Yeah, but thank you for listening to Yeah, but with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time. Yeah, but.